Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome back to the Next Step Podcast, where we help you take a next step. In this season of the Next Step Podcast, we'll be looking at the even-numbered hymns in the resource Light in the Darkness, a hymn journal for Advent and Christmas from Next Step Press. We've got a couple of special guests on the episode today. The first is Valerie Matthias, the Educational Development Consultant for Visual Faith Ministry and our lead illustrator for all of the Next Step Press hymn journals. You'll also hear from Allie Bauk. Allie is actively involved in Visual Faith Ministry and is also one of the bloggers on the Next Step Community blog. She was even one of the contributors to our latest book, Be Still and Notice, Tales from the Next Step Community, Year Two. Valerie and Allie and I will be talking about the process of capturing a, a key concept or an idea, something that Jesus is speaking into your life in kind of a regular daily pattern, and what happens when that pattern breaks down. We'll be looking especially at the Christmas calendar, beginning on page 123 at the back of the hymn journal, but you can also apply these kind of insights and this conversation to the Advent calendar on page Roman numeral 7 in the introduction. That's right before page 1 at the front of your hymn journal. Well, it's been a busy fall for us and I'm sure for you as well, and it's hard to believe we're getting ready to get ready for Advent. But as you look for patterns that help prepare your heart and mind for the coming of our Savior, I invite you to invite somebody else along in this journey. We'd love to have you in our Facebook group as we share what Jesus has been up to in our lives. I also invite you to invite someone else along as well. Whether they've got a copy of the hymn journal or not, we follow Jesus better when we follow him together. So find someone you can invite into this preparation season as we take a next step following Jesus. Wherever you are and whatever your busy, hectic schedule has been like lately, I'm glad you're here. Thanks for joining us in the Next Step Podcast. Valerie and Allie, welcome to the Next Step Podcast. Hey, thank you, Justin. So good to have you back. And what an exciting thing to be talking about year two of the Light in the Darkness ad, uh, hymn journal for Advent and Christmas. Can you believe it's been almost a whole year? <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> I had totally forgotten that we had more hymns to do, so I'm very excited. Yeah, so we did the odd ones last year, and we get to do the even ones this year, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, looking back at your hymn journals from last year, anything that jumps out to you that, that really was meaningful for you? Yeah, I paging through the hymn journal, seeing the art that I added or the color, I am actually reminded of the actual moments of me sitting at the dining room table, putting color, right? Listening to the podcast and putting color in. And honestly, Justin, what I was remembering is how almost simplistic December of 2020 was compared to other Decembers in my life mm. and how it, I, re I remember eating supper with my family doing the dishes and then having this like 30 minutes every night just to be able to do it where in other Decembers that would not have been the thing. But, um, December of 2020 allowed me that space and opportunity. Hmm. How about you, Allie? Did, did last Christmas Advent season seem a little bit less stressful than usual or, or what was your experience? Um, it, it did not because, but it was weird because of all the pandemic stuff and I was looking through and um there's a prayer experiment on page 50 called wrapping up fear yeah and that fell kind of around the time where we were trying to make Christmas plans with 
family and, you know, who's comfortable with what. And we had, you know, no one had been vaccinated at that time. So it was so stressful. And I just needed to sit down and do this visual faith experiment on wrapping paper (laughs) and wrap it up like a present and give it to Jesus because Mm -hmm. I couldn't get through the Christmas season with all that fear and anxiety and like disappointment without, you know, just giving it to God and saying, you know what, you're still God at the end of the day, whatever happens this year, you know, keep us healthy and safe and we praise you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. That the, All those COVID questions, we were just getting used to some of that. I, I was hoping we'd be completely done with that by this time. Uh, but you know, some of that still lingers. So, hmm. well, I, I look back and so many fun pictures that people shared. A lot of the advent calendars uh, were used and p- people shared pictures of that in our Facebook group. Uh, I did mine as well. And I think, uh, yeah, I think all of the 24, 25 days have, has something written or drawn in those spots, which was pretty good for me. I think I had to go back and, you know, cheat a couple times to do it a day or two later. But that Advent calendar was really helpful for me. Uh, and I wanted to spend some time in this kind of introductory to year two episode looking, Valerie, not at your Advent calendar, but at the Christmas calendar. So that's printed in the back of the book. And I was wondering if you would just kind of take us through the idea of what that Christmas calendar looks like. It's found on page 123, and then it's also a couple pages later in a, in a form that you can photocopy and share with people in your congregation or small group or whatever. So, Valerie, tell me more about this, this image and what you're supposed to do with it there on page 123. Yeah, so on 123, you're going to find another um, devotional Advent, or actually it's Christmas, right? It's the Christmas calendar. We've got 12 spaces for the 12 days of Christmas. And on like what uh, the consumerism will tell you about the 12 days of Christmas, it's not necessarily the 12 days leading up to Christmas, right? <laughs> it's right. The 12 days. It starts on Christmas and then there are the 12 days following that get you to, I believe, epiphany. And so, uh, yeah, there are 12 different spaces that you can collect your thoughts, what you hear, what you read, what you see, however God is working in your life. Um, You and your next step in following Jesus, just to be able to record that in those spaces, um, both for you to have time to reflect in the here and now, and then also in the future to go back and look Hmm. at the words or the phrases or the pictures that you drew and think, oh yeah, that's what I was learning. That's what was happening. That's what I saw. Um, And I think it's a fantastic opportunity to just um, pause and focus and be still and collect your thoughts. Yeah, I can tell that look, looking back at my advent calendar that I did last year, uh, the, the words or the images, and you can remember what was going on or you remember special things that were happening that day or uh, things things that you had read or heard in, in worship or something like that. So it's cool, that kind of personal history that you get to go back and look at. I have to ask you, looking at, at the candle here with the 12 slots, where, where would you start, do you think? If you're going to start on day 25, where does day 25 go? Oh, hey, excellent question. Um, Well, I guess there's no right or wrong way to do this, Mm -hmm. but I I would say choose a way and stick with it. So (laughs) either either start right there at that center flame, at that circle, and then work your way out until you're on the outside or start on the outside, go counterclockwise and work your way in. I I don't want to say there is a, a right or wrong way, but gosh, because it is Christmas and because the light has come and Jesus is the light on Christmas day, right? He's always the light. 
I think I would vouch for starting right there in the center. Yeah, I kind of like that idea, kind of radiating out mm-hmm. into the darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, you In the intro to the whole book, Valerie, you, you talk about uh, an IEP. Mm. Uh, would you remind me what an IEP is and how that relates to both the Advent and the, this 12 Days of Christmas calendar? Yeah, so an IEP stands for Individual Education Plan. And it's an acronym that's used in the educational arena. So in order to get special services, a student would need to get an IEP. And what that means is that moms and dads and stakeholders, teachers, um, resource center people have all come together and said, this kiddo needs some extra something to help him or her learn what needs to be learned. And we all have a spiritual IEP. It's, It's the way that we best learn. And so some of us are audio learners and linguistic learners, and some of us are spatial reasoning, and some of us are kinesthetic and tactile and all those things. And what we kind of sometimes forget is that God created us each very uniquely for these reasons, right? And so um, I've always been told, you got to read your Bible, you got to read your Bible, you got to be in the Word, be in the Word. And I love to read. I am an avid reader. But for some reason, when I would sit down to read Scripture— And this is my own sinful human nature, but it would come across as kind of dry and dusty. And although I wanted to be absorbing it, it was like I was wearing a raincoat and the Mm -hmm. words were just kind of bouncing right off me. When I started using um, pictures and images and color and lettering to capture what I heard and what I read and what I was absorbing, all of a sudden my devotions or scripture or hymns, they just came to life. They were like bursting with color. And I couldn't help but just grab them and record them. And then I found that I was enjoying my time in the Word. I was eager to go back to the Word. And I was absorbing the Word in a way that it was staying with me longer. So that's an IEP. It's an individual education plan. Everyone thinks different. And that's okay. And God knows exactly how you think. And he created you to think that way. And he wants you on this journey, whatever that looks like for you. So if you're a musical person, sing it out with everything you got. If you're a language person, write it all down. If you're a kinesthetic person, go for prayer walks. Do whatever it is that's going to help you connect in your prayer life and your, your reading life. For me, it just it's, um, it's pictures, it's colors, and it's images. Hmm. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I, I really appreciate that uh, individual uh, education plan idea. It reminds me of, of something I've also heard from the education world called delight-directed learning, where mm. if there's a student really engaged in a topic or an area that they find a lot of interest in, you keep feeding them more. Uh, like you might be, if they really like math, there's a way to study history through the lens of mathematics or vice versa. If they really like history, you can do your math lesson kind of based on who came up with this theorem and things like that. And it's one of the things I've really enjoyed about working with uh, Next Step Press and what we've done like with this Facebook group where you've got a podcast and, and a hymn and, and the, the artwork from Visual Faith and you get to add color, run these experiments. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, enjoyed that a lot. Uh, and Allie, you, ha- you are someone who's kind of bridged that gap between Visual Faith Ministry and Next Step Press as well. I really appreciate the articles you have in, in the book that just came out, this anthology of blogs from year two of the Next Step community called Be Still and Notice. And I think three of your articles are under the category of uh, experiments, faith experiments. Would you tell me a little bit about that idea of running a faith experiment, what that means for you? Um, Thanks. I 
hadn't really heard of faith experiments before I was introduced to visual faith. Um, just mostly, you know, read my Bible, wrote in my Bible, but never applied visual like pictures or symbols or anything like that. Or tried like, what if we apply this exercise to what we just read or to this hymn or, you know, it's going beyond just, okay, I read that. It was nice. I think this picture came to mind. <laughs> like, you know, there's more, you can, you can go deeper. Um, and so one of the things, one of the experiments or um, practices that I was introduced to through visual faith was a calendar, keeping a monthly calendar. And what you do is record um, I called it a snapshot hmm. of what I had read that day in a devotion or if I was studying um, Bible verses and um, you just distill what you've read kind of down into a word hmm. or a picture and then you record it on that calendar. And at the end of the month, you can see like, wow, all the, all the key things I picked up on or um, that spoke to me throughout my, my month of of devotion or studying in the word. And, and was that a new practice, new practice for you? You said you hadn't done something like that before. It was new a few years ago. Okay. I tried it and then I fell out of the practice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I, but I dabbled in other things, really enjoyed the hymn journals. Um, and then I kind of got back into the habit for one month because we were doing the abide retreat, the virtual retreat yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. last March. Uh -huh. And I had to um, help present on that practice. So That's I great. kind of had to, you know, like practice the practice that I was presenting on. So I did it for a month and then it, you know, I can do it. I have the tools. I know how to distill the devotion or the reading down into a picture or a word that I can track on my calendar and I can add color. I know how to do that. It's just taking the time sometimes, yeah. and that's a pain on my heart, yeah. <laughs> finding the time to sit down and to do it. Thanks. So. I, I really appreciate all of those thoughts. I uh, <clears throat> I think it was th with this Advent Hymn Journal that I first really did the, the, the calendar thing, and then it was leading into a January, so I started with a desk calendar, and I did it for like a month. And then the next month, I don't know, I did maybe half of them. And, and then I did, oh, I don't know, seven or eight the next month. And then it's just kind of, so the looking back at the, the months, I could easily get discouraged by how many blank pages there are. Uh, on the other hand, looking back on any of those given months, there are several pieces of things in my conversation with God that I, I recorded. And really that practice of writing something, anything down, using an image, using a keyword that really helped me be more practiced and more faithful uh, for, for large chunks of time. And I found that to be really helpful. So I have, I have learned that there are two things you need to remember if you're doing any kind of recording on a calendar or like this 12 days of Christmas calendar, it's the time you spend is not wasted. Mm -hmm. So even if you can only take a few minutes and write down a word or add some color or if you want to spend time and do a picture amazing it's never a waste of time right mm. also if it doesn't get done i like to call those grace spaces <laughs> <laughs> you can just write the word in it just write grace i needed yeah. grace that day it didn't get done god knows things happen and it's okay if there's blanks those are your grace spaces yeah thanks i appreciate that that grace space idea 
Uh, well, busyness is certainly, uh, both of you have talked about it. Valerie, you talked about last uh, Advent Christmas being a little less busy than usual. Allie, you just mentioned how how busy you get as a young mom. Uh, is, there, is there a thought you guys have for some of these faith experiments? Uh, in, in my experience, I guess, anything, you, I, I love trying something new, and then after a while, I, that begins to fall off, and that's one reason why I like to have multiple experiments that I can run. Uh, because when one begins to kind of grow a little stale, <clears throat> I can grab another one and do that for a while. How, how do you guys experience that? How do you find time in the midst of all the busy to do something like a hymn journal or a, a Christmas calendar? So that's an excellent question. I, I'll take you back to a, a story from a long time ago. I was a very young mom and um, two little kids, um, little, little baby in my arms and a little toddler. And I was meeting up with a bunch of other moms. And one of the moms was like brand spanking new mom. And she looked at the women in the room and she was a college educated gal. We were all college educated gals, but now we were, you know, doing this new mom thing and trying to figure out what this looks like. And she, uh, she was pretty honest and open. And she looked at us and she said, what, what do you do when you're a mom? Right. Cause, because here she was, she had all this talent and ability and she was spending time at home and she was, I, I felt it. I felt everything that she was saying. She didn't even have to unpack it. I knew what she meant. And that, there was a little pause. And I said, I think you do all the things you did before. It just looks different. So if you were a reader, you might just now read books about parenting. And if you like to take pictures you just maybe take pictures of the baby and you know what I mean? And if you like to decorate, well, maybe you just decorate. I don't know. You take all of the skills and talents and hobbies that you had. They're just going to look a little different. And I forgot about that story until about three or four years later when a friend wrote me a letter and she recalled that story, what I told that other mom in the letter. And that applies to me now um, as a teacher in the classroom. So all the visual faith practices that I really enjoy doing I don't have oodles in abundance of time on my own. So what I've done is I've taken them into the classroom. And when we do our morning devotion with my seventh and eighth graders, I just taught them how to capture an image on a, on a calendar. So we all do it. We just do it all together. And, and I wanted to do visual prayer. So I taught them how to do visual prayer. And I set the timer for five minutes and we do it as a class. And what it occurred to me was I only have 24 hours in a day right? I can't make time. I can't lose time. Time is finite. And so if I'm going to do these practices, I just have to embed them into what my other duties already are. So <laughs> I took the Lent hymn journal into the classroom and I have one particular student. He's in sixth grade and he keeps asking me about the hymn journal. He's like, are we going to do another one? Are we going <laughs> to do another one? And I have no desire to bring this Advent one into the classroom. It's not going to work out. I don't teach the same classes that I did before. But I think I'm going to do some scheduling acrobatics, and I think I'm going to get this hymn journal into that classroom because this student keeps asking. And I would it would be foolish of me. The Holy Spirit is knocking on my door. It, <laughs> it, would, it would be so foolish of me to say no to this sixth grade boy who wants to do this hymn journal. Mm. So I think we're going to do a hymn journal. I <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, I, yeah I love... Yeah. So when you say, how do you find the time? I, I don't know. I did shoehorn it in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I think there's, there's a lesson there for the whole idea of following Jesus. Like if you try to tack following Jesus 
on top of your other list of 127 things to do, like follow Jesus number 128, uh, you'll it'll always get drowned out by other things that seem more urgent. But if you if we can if we can develop the eyes to see and the ears to hear and and the attitude of the heart that says I'm following Jesus when I go to work and when I'm in the grocery store and when I'm driving my kids to school, honestly, some of the most profound, maybe not profound, but helpful spiritual conversations, faith conversations I've had uh, in the last six months have come with my ninth grade daughter on the way to school or uh, yeah. sitting, laying on my back while someone worked on my shoulder during physical therapy. Yes. <laughs> and and uh, if we hadn't been practicing having just simple faith conversations about what's going on in your life in, in ordinary circumstances, I think I would have missed those opportunities. So that's really helpful, Valerie. Thanks. It's an all the time thing, not just a layer it on top. How about how about you, Allie? Anything about the busyness of uh, being a mom or the busyness of the holiday season that you've you've discovered how to counter somehow, magically or <laughs> or otherwise? Well, since I really I, I'm very drawn to these hymn journals, so I will make a priority <laughs> to oh, yeah. try and get some of these um, done. And what I do when we do the hymn journal is I sit down and I'm like, okay, today I'm just going to focus on the hymn page. And listen to the music, mm. and that's all I'm gonna attempt to do today. And then the next day, I visit it again. I say, okay, next page. Um, if it's the the coloring one, I say, okay, I'll just you know I'll color this today, and I'll listen to some more songs or covers of that hymn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't try and tackle it all in a day. And I I like to pace it out, so I'm I'm yeah. meditating on it throughout the week. And I have uh, an almost four year old. And, you know, he, he can color, Mm -hmm. so it'll be fun to invite him, you know, to be part of it. He can, um, I could tell him what I'm doing and we can listen to the music. And if he wants to color along with me, he can. And that's a witness, um, for him, even though he probably doesn't get it quite yet, (laughs) but at least he can, I can invite him to be part of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, there's two things that really jumped out of me in that alley. One was y- you you will find time for it because you enjoy it. And mm. that goes back to that IEP or delight-centered learning concept. Uh, if you find that a regular and outside of Sunday, any kind of engaging God's word is a burden or is dry and dusty, like Valerie said, uh, keep experimenting with things until you find something that really resonates. Uh, I, I recently was thinking about, I think there's a line in the Delight book that says, understanding God's word we know can be really, can, can take a lot of work, but understanding God's word also takes a lot of, it, it takes play. It mm. takes play to understand God's word. And I think I think part of what that means is that uh, that as you engage in something that you enjoy, God's word opens it up for you in a, in a new and different kind of way. So I, I appreciate the fact that it may be a little easier to find time in a busy advent because you like the hymn journal. And, and then the fact that you would just invite your four-year-old to sit there and color with you too, or uh, you know, wh- whether it's in your book or you make a copy and hand them a page to color or listen to the same hymn. When you naturally engage other people in your normal day with whatever you're doing, that can become a really powerful, uh, just a part of who you are, but it's a, it's a witness by being in the world. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, hey, as, as we get ready to go back and, and kind of get that Facebook group, over 400 people are already in the Facebook group. You're welcome to invite some friends to, to join for year two. You don't have to have done year one yet. 
Uh, but any thoughts as we go into Advent and the, this Facebook group and the hymn journal? What are you guys looking forward to? What What are you expecting? What do you, What do you think is going to happen next? I I am I always look forward to seeing the the photographs, the pictures of. Um, what people end up doing with those pages, the creativity is just astounding to me. And I like to use those ideas as, as launching boards for my own ideas. I also find great encouragement from seeing others, just even their their thoughts or their takeaways or their reflections. I enjoy being in community where I know that someone else is sitting down looking at the same words or listening to the same hymn that I am. Um, I, I, I don't know. I enjoy the, the encouragement in the community that exists from these social learning groups. Hmm. Definitely. I would, yeah, I'd have to echo Valerie on that, but also a word of caution. Don't compare when you see those beautifully colored, uh, and drawn pictures on the Facebook feed. Don't compare and think, oh my gosh, I could never do watercolor like that. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I could never, you know, um, do like my fonts like that. Um, because your artwork is on God's fridge too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Hey, so this is, we'll, we'll be airing this sometime in November. November is also the, the month that kicks off something from Visual Faith Ministry called the Movable Adventure. And I know you guys both have had a part of that. Could you guys just mention a little something about what that's all about and how, how someone might be involved in that? Yeah, the movable adventure is based on the idea that although God is rock solid and he is not movable and who he is today, yesterday, and forever is the same, we are actually quite movable and we want to be moving towards him in our transformation. And so, you know, we are being transformed through the power of the Holy Spirit to be more in the image of Christ so that we can be a blessing to those who are around us. And so the, the movable adventure is really grabbing the stories and the ideas and the practices of many, many people. Um, the number 46 comes to mind, 46 people. I don't know why I'm thinking 46, but a number of people um, who are really just going to share their stories and tell their stories of, hey, this is where I was. This is what God did. This is how I moved. These are the practices that I've used and give it a try. Maybe, maybe you, will, you will find it beneficial in your spiritual walk. And Allie, you got to you got to shoot one of these videos, be a part of this as well. Is that correct? Yes, I sit down and I talk about how visual faith looks as a busy stay at home mom, (laughs) 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 and kind of bringing up that piece of I don't have a discipline that I do every day, but I I know the practices and. And also being a witness, you know, to my kids and being able to kind of tailor some of these experiments and and practices to to get them involved. Yeah, awesome. I, I got to Visual Faith Ministry asked me to to help lead one of the sections, uh, the section called Community Disciple Community Discipleship, and so I got to shoot some videos too. And uh, you you know me, you guys, so you know I, I talked about the, the idea that we follow Jesus better when we mm-hmm. follow Him together. Uh, almost couldn't help myself, but. I guess that's the, something I experience in this Facebook group too, and in, in, in conversations like this, I just I get so much listening to what you guys have to say, seeing what you've learned, seeing what other people share in the Facebook group. It's been a real blessing to me. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, thank you for your expertise, and thank you, thank you really for partnering partnering with Visual Faith Ministry on many different levels to um, bring these really awesome tools to the to God's people and pointing them um, to him in discipleship. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate the heart and the, the tools that Visual Faith Ministry brings. So thank, thanks for that. 
Uh, anything else? Cl closing comments before we're done today. Anything that you really want to make sure we we talk about before we're done? But I want to say I'm looking forward to these hymns. Um, we did the odds last year. This year is the even year. Lift up your heads, ye mighty gates. Comfort, comfort ye my people in the bleak men witter. Oh, holy night, infant holy, infant lowly, light in the darkness. It's a, it's going to be really cool. I'm really excited. One of the things I'm looking forward to and I try to do with each hymn is bring in that element of hope. Like, you know, these hymns were written long time ago. Mm. <laughs> um, but how can I read it and how can I ingest it and bring that that hope that Jesus is coming again? Yes. East, I mean, Christmas happened and it, it it's over, but we still celebrate it. But there's that hope that he's coming back. Correct. So how can I bring that image or bring that message into my art and tie it with the hymn? I kind of like to bring in that, that, that element. That's great, Allie. That's that's a, a clear theme. It was it was clear, especially in the early church, that we were living between the time of Jesus' first advent and his second advent. And uh, sometimes we lose that at Christmas. But I'm I'm I've been more and more excited to see that message be permeate kind of our celebrations that that we celebrate the first Christmas with a longing and an expectation for the second Christmas the eternal Christmas too uh, light shining in the darkness and I'm looking forward to seeing how this Christmas twelve days of Christmas calendar might look I don't think we had anybody share their Christmas calendar with us. Several people shared the Advent calendar, which was great. Maybe this year we'll get some people uh, marking the 12 days of Christmas uh, with this calendar in the back of the hymn journal as well. I love that. Well, we are getting ready to get ready for Christmas <laughs> and so excited to be doing this with you. And I will see you both in our Facebook group. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Let's close with a word of prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, and shape our hearts and minds. Be with us. Be present with us as we seek to grow in the word that you've inspired. We inspire our hearts and what, as well to understand those words. Will you give us an individual education plan for each of us uniquely individualized? Will you cause the joy and playfulness and delight to stir up in us as, as we encounter the words that you have inspired? Would you draw us closer to Jesus and, and cause Jesus to be our longing and our delight in the season as we prepare for his first coming to celebrate that and remember that as we prepare for our Lord's second coming as well. Come Holy Spirit and shape us to be more like Jesus. Amen. You just heard from Allie Bauk and Valerie Matthias as we get ready to dig into year two of the Light in the Darkness hymn journal for Advent and Christmas. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. I'll put some links in the description of this podcast if you'd like some more information. I'll make sure to link to that the blog anthology Be Still and Notice. You'll see some of Allie's writing there. And I'll also link to last year's intro podcast to this same Facebook group because it's got some more information about the process of capturing a primary thought or image on a calendar like that. We mentioned the movable adventure from Visual Faith Ministry, so I'll link to that as well. And I'll also add some links to some content that supports or explores some of the things we mentioned in our conversation today. So make sure you check out the description of this podcast or check out guide number 11, and our Light in the Darkness social learning group on Facebook. Like all of our Next Step podcasts, this episode was made possible in part by the generous support of Next Step patrons. I'd like to especially thank our newest patron, Janice, who gave a one-time gift that covered her year-long subscription. 
You can give monthly or annually through our Patreon account. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Or you can also make a one-time gift by emailing justin at findmynextstep.org. The air temperature is getting colder. The mornings are heavy with frost. Most of the leaves have fallen. And I'm getting ready to enjoy Thanksgiving and then kick off Advent with my friends at the Next Step community. Thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll see you next time at Next Step Press.